What's up, wrestling fans? This is Bryant, and welcome to the very first Flatback Bump. What is a Flatback Bump? Well, this show takes you back 27 years to the debut year of Monday Night Raw, the WWF's newest flagship show at that time. Uh, also, remember WCW Saturday Night? Oh, I do, and it's covered here as well. The Flatback Bump is a way to relive the past of professional wrestling with a flair of today's world, I guess. Feel like you're in the past and relive some of the greatest moments in the sport of professional wrestling. Uh, visit theflatbackbump.com to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Follow the show on Twitter uh, at the Flatback Bump or on Instagram at the Flatback Bump as well, uh, where the show goes live every single week. This is a very visual podcast as well, so I recommend you either checking out Instagram or YouTube uh, to watch. But, but this week is our first show, so if you enjoy it, make sure you give us those five stars and write a review. Uh, we'll be here every single week covering as if we were living wrestling 27 years ago. All right, sit back, relax, enjoy. Uh, this is the very first episode of The Flatback Bump. Wrestling fans, it is I, a man called Wired, and this week, King of the Ring Bracketology, Razor Up Andy, Fallout from Slamboree 93, and an old-timer is stepping back into the ring. This is a Flatback Bump. Welcome to the Flatback Bump, everyone. This, the very first Flatback Bump. I am a man called Wired, and on today's episode, we discuss the top headlines of the week. We break down the brackets in the WWF's first ever King of the Ring pay-per-view and look into our crystal ball for Hall of Famers. But we begin tonight with the WCW World Heavyweight Championship match from Slamboree 93. The British Bulldog, David Boy Smith, challenged Big Van Vader at Slamboree 93, and due to a disqualification, Smith leaves with a win, but Vader leaves with the title. David Boy Smith showed his incredible power in this match, but Harley Race denied him his title. So now, we ask, what's next for both these men, and should Davey Boy Smith get a rematch? Look, if you didn't order this pay-per-view, order it for the rerun, or wait until the uh, video cassette comes out, but... Davey Boy Smith, with his incredible power in this match, it really was something that I did not expect to, to have happen. You know, big Van Vader's a big man. He's, he's a tremendous individual, and and he was pulling out all the stops as well. Uh, this match was all over the place, outside, inside. Uh, you didn't know what was going to happen. Now, as we say what's next, does Davey Boy Smith deserve another championship match? I say yes, based on what happened, the outcome as well as what he was able to do in that match. Now, whether he gets it or not, you know, we'll see. Big Man Vader uh, tends to be one of the biggest uh, men in the in professional wrestling, except that he just doesn't want to face anyone. I don't know. He had this huge battle with Cactus Jack a couple weeks ago. Uh, but we shall see. Uh, there's things developing 
as we, as we move along. Sting is getting involved here a little bit, so it's be interesting to see if you caught uh, this past weekend, Saturday night. Uh, Vader was teaming up with someone else that we'll talk about here in a little bit. But regardless, I think David Westworth deserves a championship title match. I think Vader should give it to him. Do we get it? Maybe here come pretty soon, a couple years? Who knows? It's due. Staying with WCW here after a heated exchange on a flare for the gold, the Hollywood Blondes will now face Arn Anderson and, yes, Ric Flair at Clash of Champions, which is now in less than three weeks. Flair earlier this year wrestled in the WWF, if you recall, most notably in the Royal Rumble where he entered number one. Uh, last year he was number three where he won it all. And then in a Loser Leaves WWF match against Mr. Mr. Perfect on Monday Night Raw uh, prior to WrestleMania 9. Flair last wrestled for WCW in the summer of 91. We all remember what that happened. So now I ask, is Flair too old? Look, Ric Flair is is killing it as as a TV show host. I mean, you could, you could throw his hat, uh, throw his name in that hat of future uh, late night television. I'll tell you that much right now. But with a Flair for the gold, uh, the guests that he's been able to have, the, the 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 booking in that television program, I tell you what, second to none. Now, do you want to put the boots back on? Well, it seems like he did. He got very heated with the Hollywood Blondes, which we'll talk about too here in a little bit. But they are going to give Ric Flair a run for his money in his first match back in WCW. And you got to remember, this is the key thing here. Ric Flair is, you know, 44 years old. Keep that in perspective. Switching gears, uh, after getting upset two weeks ago, Razor Ramon is now offering $5,000 for a second chance at the 123 Kid. The 123 Kid, siding with his safety, politely rejects the offer, which was once $2,500. I don't think I can accept the $5,000 knowing what could happen to me, said the 123 Kid. Knowing the consequences, I just don't think I can accept it. Look, it's five grand. Five grand, you sit, you lay on your back. You don't do anything. You just sit there, let Razor pin you. You know, go in, run out, count out. It's five thousand dollars. How much do you want? You, you you won one match, one, and you're, and you're turning down five. How much did you make for that win? That's what I want to know. Anybody got the, the the number on that? I mean, you're getting offered five thousand dollars. Feed your family. If you die. Your, your family gets $5,000. I mean, let's be frank about this here a little bit. It's Razor Ramon. You beat him once. You can't be that all bad. Maybe he's a little angry. Sure, whatever. Let the, let the bell ring. Run. You're probably faster than Razor. I think there's a lot of opportunities here for you to make five grand. Maybe. Maybe. And I'll give him credit. I'll give the kid credit. He's waiting for Razor to keep going up. And Razor might do it. He's got enough gold. Might, might, might suspend his... Uh, Supply of toothpicks for a little bit. Regardless, I, I look, if I were you, take the money and run. Quite simple. Yokozuna speaks. Uh, he said Hulkamania will die. Uh, Mr. Fuji proclaiming that Memorial Day was not this past weekend, but rather it will be June 13th as, quote-unquote, your national hero, your Hulkamania will die. Uh, June 13th, of course, is the date of the WWF's first ever King of the Ring pay-per-view. Uh, we'll get into that match next week when we break down the entire card for the King of the Ring. But I really want to talk about how we're finally going to get the rematch that we've all been waiting for of a match that we didn't know was actually going to happen. 
at WrestleMania 9. Look, I'm a Hulkamaniac. I've been one for a very long time. And, and I can't wait to see Hulk Hogan defend that title for the first time, mind you, since winning it against Yokozuna. Yokozuna uh, had the belt, I think, for less than two minutes. You know, his 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 quote-unquote lawyers went through and tried to, to reverse the decision. Uh, Jack Tunney said, no, it was a valid match. So here we are. Uh, but most impressive about this entire thing, I want to say, is Yokozuna, man. Why don't you talk some more? Yeah, say something. Maybe, you know, Mr. Fuji's, you know, it's a great mouth and all, but come on. You can say something. Hulk, you know, Hulkamania will die. I I liked it. Slamboree saw the return of many legends to WCW, but this guy, not so much a legend, at least not right now. Sid Vicious. Sid Vicious returned as the mystery competitor uh, of Colonel Robert Earl uh, that he handpicked, mind you, to face Van Hammer at Slamboree. Uh, we've not seen uh, Mr. Sid Vicious here on TV for over a year, and now he returns to WCW with a whole runway ahead of him. Literally, did you see the length of that that runway going into? That was pretty long, and he took his time going down. Regardless, uh, the man uh, squashed Van Hammer. I, I didn't even see that coming when I saw Sid come out, but hey, that happened. It was pretty quick, pretty fast. Didn't really last long. Power bomb, boom, done. One, two, three, let's go home. Collect my paycheck. Get it. It was a lot of fun to watch. Now what happens? You know, you had WrestleMania 8. Took some time off. We haven't seen you in a while. Now you're back. WCW. Who are you going to go after next? We saw you teaming up with Vader. You're going after Sting, the British Bulldog. Get it. But man, you you know you 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 came from the WWF where you had Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, all the, the Ultimate Warrior, and now you know you're going to WCW where you're you're a big fish. You're the big fish now, said Vicious. Uh, man, so go out there and break a leg. All right. Well, coming up after the break, King of the Ring bracketology for the first ever pay per view that is less than two weeks away, and also later, which one of these WCW young stars are Hall of Fame bound? We'll find out. Stick around. Welcome back, wrestling fans. This next segment, we break down the King of the Ring bracket with a little bracketology. This is a five-minute Iron Man. All right. The WWF's King of the Ring pay-per-view. Let's talk about these brackets a little bit here. We already know that this pay-per-view will be June 13th, live on pay-per-view. Call your local cable companies. Make sure you get on this one, because this will be huge. It is an eight-man tournament, one night. You're going to win three, three matches uh, to be crowned the King of the Ring uh, for the WWF. Uh, You know what? This can make or break a lot of things, so you know it it really, uh, time will tell how your career ends up after you either win or lose this, to be honest. But let's break down these brackets. You have Bret Hart. Taking on Razor Ramon. The winner of that match will face Mr. Perfect versus Mr. Hughes. And then you have Hacksaw Jim Duggan taking on Bam Bam. And, of course, the winner of that match will take on Tatanka versus Lex Luger. We'll start at the top. Every single person in this tournament had a qualifying match. Except, you guessed it, the number one overall seed, Bret Hart, former WWF champion, taking on Razor Ramon, uh, his Royal Rumble competitor uh, from this past year where he won and retained his WWF title. Bret Hart, interesting position to be in right now because of the simple fact that, you know, he lost to Yoko the way he did at WrestleMania 9. He's kind of been off the radar for the most part since then. So now what do you do? You know, you have what you have in front of you. Are you going to take advantage of it? Are you that dedicated? You know, Razor Ramon's 
mine somewhere else. He he's he's thinking about the one two three kid. He's thinking about how can I get more money? How can I get this man in the ring so I can beat him to prove that I'm not such a bad wrestler? Whatever. Okay. Either way, really look for this match to be a repeat of what we saw at the Royal Rumble uh, this past year. Bret Hart. Look, we know the man's a competitor. He cares about what he's doing. He wants this. He probably wants this more than anyone because this is what's right in front of him. And I think to really put it into some perspective, uh, Bret Hart knows that winning this tournament could lead to bigger and better things uh, that a rematch at the WWF Championship, which he never really got a rematch for. So we'll see how that goes. Mr. Perfect and Mr. Hughes, look, there might not be anybody better in today's world than Mr. Perfect in terms of just a technical aspect. But you're talking about Mr. Hughes. Hughes is over pushing 400 pounds. Mr. Perfect, I don't know if you can handle that kind of man. And he wrestles with sunglasses. Like, how do you do that? I don't even see anybody wrestle with goggles. And you're doing it with sunglasses? I hope the, the, the lights are on pretty bright in there. But either way, Mr. Perfect, technically speaking, is the better wrestler, but Mr. Hughes has the power. He wears suit, little suit like this, and sunglasses. Take that. I'm just giving you the information, but really, Mr. Hughes, look for him to make a splash with his power. He's he's probably the strongest competitor in this match, at least in terms of pound for pound. The man can lift more than anyone. So, Mr. Perfect has his hands full. Let's say that. Uh, we'll see how that match turns up. Mr. Hughes hasn't really had an impressive victory, I will say that. But he wears sunglasses. Sunglasses. It's pretty cool. Not gonna lie. I want to do that one day. Maybe I'll do the show with sunglasses one day. We'll see. Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, and Bam Bam uh, Bigelow. Definitely not the first time they've ever encountered... With, although Hacksaw's been very vocal about his love for the United States, which, right, rightly so. For sure. But... You know, you've been, you've been tempting Yokozuna for weeks now. You had a lumberjack match a couple weeks ago with Shawn Michaels. Where's your head at? Are you focused on this tournament? Or are you are you too busy defending the flag? Which, don't get me wrong, I'd do that as well. But you got a match in front of you, man. You, you got, you're king of the ring. King of the ring. What are you going to do? Bam Bam, of course, uh, Look to make a name that he's one of those ones that I'm telling you right now could skyrocket if he wins this tournament. I'm sure he's going to do his best. Uh, look for that match to be kind of a fist fight. I, I don't see too many uh, acrobatics going on there. And lastly here, Tatanka and Lex Luger. Uh, you have the undefeated man, Tatanka, against the bionic forearm, elbow? I don't remember which one it was. Uh, who's going to prevail? This is like your rock meets wall. Whatever it is. Uh, regardless, Tatanka undefeated. Lex Luger, boom. What's going to happen? I think Tatanka... Tatanka's proven that he can beat not great wrestlers. Lex Luger can knock out anyone, including Bret Hart. And we saw that not too long ago, right before WrestleMania. So now that he has that steel plate and it's kind of it's like screwed on, can you like stop him? I don't know. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great Royal Rumble. Though. I mean, excuse me. Great King of the Ring. And regardless, uh, one of the tournaments for the book, great to see this tournament actually make it to a pay-per-view. You got to win three matches. Don't forget it. So it's really uh, anyone's tournament. And to think 
what could come of the winner. Like I said, uh, this tournament has the potential to start a career, expedite a career, or revive a career. I think a lot of wrestlers are hoping for that. Okay, coming up, what are the prospects of some of WCW's top young talent? And later, why does Steve wear the face paint? Hmm. Welcome back, ladies and gents, to the Flatback Bump. And at Slamboree 93, the WCW announced new members into the Hall of Fame. Luthez, Vern Gagne, uh, Mr. Wrestling Number 2, and the late, great Eddie Graham. Well, watching that, I thought to myself, let's take a look at some of WCW's young stars, some of their youngest stars, and give our predictions on if they're Hall of Fame material. This is a Flatback Predictor. Marcus Bagwell, look. There's something to be said about this kid that says, look at me. He screams it. It just says, look at him. And well, it's definitely not his dance move, though. Let's, you know, let's be real. He's not the, I mean, neither am I. But regardless, Marcus Bagwell seems to be finding a groove lately, although he's currently running with two cold Scorpio, which is great. Great tag team competitor. Uh, I think he's got a lot of agility. He's got a great look to him. I don't, but there's just something, something that just seems. That just screams that he doesn't have it all. He doesn't have it all put together. He's not going to get it all put together. Look, I like the kid. I think he's got tremendous potential. But what kind of potential? I mean, I definitely see a tag title in the near future, possibly. I see a TV title. I think I see that. But do I see a world title? Uh, I don't. I don't see it. I'm trying to... I don't... Nope, I don't see it. I don't see a world title on this man. So I'm not going. I'm not saying you have to win the world title to be a Hall of Famer. But something tells me you're going to be in the, the lower part of the card. So I'm saying no Hall of Fame for Marcus Bagwell. Next up on our list is Vinny Vegas. Vinny Vegas, six foot ten, 300 pounds. He's got long, luscious hair. Yeah, I said luscious. And he, he's got agility. And the man can trash talk you like no other. It, he just does things that a, a man of his size should not be able to do. And plus, every surefire bet out of Vegas is a winner. So the man's got the name for it. Sometimes, though, Vinny, I'm not going to lie, you got to trim the fat. Got to trim the fat a little bit. Uh, and get rid of uh, you know what's holding you back. <coughs> Big Sky. Uh, there is no doubt in my mind, though, that WCW will be counting on this man uh, to lead them to the future. So definitely Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame material all the way. And if WCW were to lose this man tomorrow, then I would say they're in deep doo-doo. Because they're going to they're gonna need to count on this man for many years to come. I don't see how you get your, your, your company in order if you lose a man like Vinny Vegas. So, WCW makes sure uh, he doesn't go anywhere and he sticks around for you for a very long time. All right, this a tag team. I mentioned earlier that we were talking about these men and we're going to talk about them now. The Hollywood Blondes, Pillman and Austin. Austin and Pillman. Really? Let's be frank here. The best tag team going in wrestling today. Is there a doubt? I mean, they are tremendous. Uh, there's just one thing that bugs me about the Hollywood Blondes uh, it's the blonde. Quite frankly, Pillman uh, needs to step out of the 80s with that jerry curl. 
drip, 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 drip. And while Austin, uh, let's say there might be a better style he can go with. These men, tagged together, have shown tremendous potential. They are continuing to move forward. They're challenging Ric Flair, making him get back in the ring. If you can make Ric Flair get back in the ring, uh, I think you do it. And, And they did it. And that's just proof that they have some sort of power over the rest of the the, the competition that's in front of them that they've thought, hey, I want Ric Flair. So we're going to get Ric Flair back in this thing. And that's what they did. They're bringing Ric Flair back. Uh, Hall of Fame screens for both of these men. Maybe if I were to give leverage over one, it'd be Pillman. I mean, Pillman looks like someone who would turn your fish into sushi and serve it to you and not, not even know. But regardless, uh, Hall of Fame for both of these men uh, all the way. And finally on our list, Max Payne. Uh, The man plays his own entrance music. Literally. Walks out with a guitar, plays his own entrance music live. Uh, You're going to have to wait at least like another 30, 25, 30 years before you see someone who does that. Uh, He's dark, he's ominous, he's punk. I mean, he's everything. What more would you want? He's basically a badass slash without a hat. Because you can't wrestle with that. You can wrestle with sunglasses. can't really wrestle with a hat, let's be honest there too. Um... The kid will be rocking arenas way longer than Slash, though, I tell you that right now. I can see him going into the next century, uh, playing his entrance into to, into into arenas. Uh, he, he led up, he led Slamboree 93 with, uh, with a live concert, so you're welcome to everybody in Atlanta who saw that. Lucky you that you got to see that live. I had to watch it on pay-per-view. Um, but I promise you that this man will be selling out more arenas than Slash. Definitely. He's Max Payne. Look at him. And he's beating everyone to a pulp. He's got Johnny B. Bad's cannon. What more do you want? Max Payne. Bet the house on Max Payne for sure. Well, that was fun. Going back and kind of looking. I can't wait to be wrong about those. Or right. In 20 years or so, but we'll find out. I'm sure I'm wrong on all of them. And maybe I'm right. Bagwell, I hope I'm wrong in your case. But coming up. Uh, We'll close this show out. We'll talk about some sort of return of another legend to WCW. So stick around. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, I am a man called Wired. uh, And as we near the end of our very first episode here, uh, let's put a bow on it, right? And let's, let's wrap this one up, shall we? During this past week's A Flair for the Gold, Ric Flair asked Sting why he wears the paint. Sting answered, I wear it for the people, especially the kids, because I want everyone to feel they are the same as everyone else. Sting, you're a well-hearted man. Don't ever change. Keep wearing that colorful paint. WCW's U.S. titles vacated. Greg Gagne came on WCW Saturday night to address the U.S. title situation and stated an emergency meeting was called, and after slow motion and still frame, a champion could not be declared, and we will hold this title up until Dustin Rhodes and Rick Rude can settle once and for all that match coming up here pretty soon. Uh, I think Dustin got got screwed on that one, but that's just me. Uh, Sherry and Luna had to be separated for a second time in less than a month. Sherry and Luna had to be separated on Monday Night Raw. These two have been dealing with each other since WrestleMania 9, and if this continues to happen, Sherry might want to wear stronger, uh, a blouse with stronger buttons to tighten that up a little bit. Happy birthday, Kamala. The Ugandans celebrated a very special birthday this past week. I just wonder how the celebration went. I mean, like, if there was a cake, how did he blow out the candles? Did he just, like, sit on it? I I don't know. Happy birthday, Kamala, either way. The dragon is back. 
Ricky Steamboat returns as a dragon, ready to take on the young talent in WCW as a singles competitor, saying that the way to be successful and to get back on track is to, quote, be the dragon once again. Best of luck uh, to dragon. Looks pretty cool. Blowing fire. I mean, that's that's always nice to see. The King of the Ring hotline launches this Saturday. Uh, we may have to call by that hotline. See what it gives us. What kind of information can we get that'll help us with our predictions next week? Kids, make sure you get your parents' permission before calling. And, and that's that's the show. Wow. Whew. I don't know if I'm going to have the, the stamina for this type of show going forward. We'll see. But next week, I'll definitely be here. Next week, we'll break down all of the announced matches and give predictions for the first ever King of the Ring pay-per-view for the WWF, especially after those um, that announcement that Yokozuna's going to be on Jerry, the King Lawler's uh, King's Court with the hinted appearance of Hulk Hogan. Uh, also, we're going to have to fit in Clash of Champions, which is now less than three weeks away. And remember, we will see the return, return to a WCW ring of Ric Flair. So that's next week, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us this week in the very first episode of the Flatback Bump. If you have any questions or comments about what you're seeing on here, on the show, or in pro wrestling, you know, send us an electronic email. That's something that I think we can do nowadays, right? Flatbackbump at AOL.com. This is a man called Wire saying so long and reminding you that everything in wrestling starts with a flatback bump. That's it, folks. The first ever episode of the Flatback Bump. Uh, what'd you think? Let us know on social media at the Flatback Bump on Twitter and on Instagram. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app or subscribe on YouTube. Remember, this is also a very visual podcast, so check that out on Instagram Live uh, and on YouTube. Uh, check out flatbackbump.com for more info. Uh, and don't forget, always, always, our DMs are open on all social media platforms. All right, that's it. I'm Brian. I'm out of here. Uh, I'll see you guys next week. This has been the Flatback Bump.